Erin. And this is Bonnie. And you're listening to yet again Deconversion Therapy. We're a podcast that just pretty much talks nonsense about our experiences in the evangelical church. Sort of, you and I went in the like late 70s, 80s, early 90s, at least in the same church. And yeah, then, and don't you think we should every now and then remind people how frequently we went to church? Sure. Um, I don't like to repeat it because my eye starts twitching, but you go well, for it. Tell how many hours. So it started on Sunday morning with Sunday school, and then we went to church after. Or if you were super Christian, you went before to church and then to Sunday school. But when you got older, you realized, oh, we have friends and we can go out to brunch afterwards if we do the Sunday school church order. Yeah. So then after that, you would go to maybe the beach with your church friends. Mm -hmm. Then you'd go home and change and go back for Sunday evening church. That's right. And then after that, you would go out to eat. Where (laughs) some of you had money to get a burger at JJ Muggs and your other friends who had no money would ask for everyone's leftover crackers and put ketchup on them and make little mini sandwiches. The irony is that they did have money. I know. Okay. Probably more than, yeah. (laughs) As long as we know. (laughs) But we did get called one time from the manager. They called our youth minister like, uh, yeah, if these idiots are going to keep coming here, they need to tip. I know. We seem to have lost the whole, like, oh, we should also be kind and not big cheapskates because we're church youth groups. Yeah, but somebody had to be the one collecting all the money, and I blame that person. But anyway, so we also went to church on Wednesdays, but prior to that, we had a youth group meeting. Yep, and maybe choir before that. Oh, that's right, yep. Yeah, so we go. And when, mm-hmm. and when Christmas came around, we had extra rehearsals. That's right, because we were in a certain kind of Christmas pageant that um, was semi-professional. You know that all the people who played the instruments there were actually hired and paid. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that till later, later. Like, I knew some of them, but then I'm like, well, they don't even go to our church. Right. And that's when it first started hitting me, like... They don't care if that trumpet player's a Christian or no. not. He's just getting whatever, he gets 20 bucks. Paid. He gets paid, goes out, drinks, and, you know, takes a lady yeah. home. Takes, takes an old deacon's wife on a little oh. walkabout. So I'm um, supposed to tell you to please subscribe to our podcast. Apparently that is um, beneficial in the way that podcasts work. It is. And, and so is rating, which uh, all you do, you see those stars right there and you just tap and that's it. But, you know, even even uh, the Freakonomics guy is like, rate us, but only if it's nice. <laughs> we condone that kind of talk. That's for sure. That kind Luckily, of talk. We've gotten good ratings, but at the same time, we're prepared for someone to just go, I don't get it. You're yeah. talking about religion. You're making light of it. And um, I'm prepared. And, and Just shit no all kidding. over us. That's okay. Yeah. That's fine. We'll turn the so, other cheek. So thank you all for listening. 
Yeah, we've really seen an uptick in listeners lately, and we love to interact with anyone. So Instagram, um, Twitter, just look up Deconversion Therapy and find us. And the same on Facebook. So we've gotten, it's slowly growing, but then in the last week or two, things have started going more and more. And for now, it's easy enough to just chat back at people whenever they write us something. So that's great. Yeah, that's nice. So leading into today's, we're going to talk about your and my favorite subject, Satan. Okay. Um, (laughs) Well, we're really going to talk about Satanism, but I wanted to tell you, I think I told you this, but when I started coming out of the closet, which now at least in our age bracket, really just means a post on Facebook that is uh, a little bit cryptic, but not too much that people go, I don't think she's a Christian anymore. Um, So I had posted something a few years ago that pretty much was like, you know, I'm not a Christian. I'm still nice or something like that. I don't know. You mean out of the closet of Christianity? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm still in the, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to come out as asexual or bored <laughs> sexual any day, but I'm still in the closet for that. But that should be edited right out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for the antisexual, is there an antisexual? Hmm. I don't know. Um, I'm going to invent that one, too, in my new cult. It's going to be part of (laughs) my commandments. Um, But I got a phone call from a guy that we went to Baptist college with, Mm -hmm. hadn't spoken to him for decades. Right. And he's like, can I call you? What's your phone number? And I gave him my phone number. And pretty soon... He sounds exactly like he did then. He calls, and he was always a prankster, Mm -hmm. hilarious in college. Um, We did a lot of, like, crazy, fun things, like go into stores. And because he was Hispanic, he could put on a thicker accent. And he told them, you know, he'd tell people he was a prince. And (laughs) he would just go all the way with being a prince. And one day we went into a store and someone's like, oh, there's the prince. (laughs) So he's just like total BSer, really fun. Calls me. We're talking and he goes, I just need to talk to you because um, I've started dating someone. And like many (laughs) of our friends from our church days, he is out of the gay closet, not the, not the one I came out of. He's out of, um, out as saying he's gay and dating and all that. And he said, I started dating this guy and I need to ask you more about it because he's a Wiccan. (laughs) Oh my God. And I'm like, I was totally waiting for you to go. uh, I've started dating this guy and you used to date him. I was waiting for that to be be fun. That'd be fun. Um, No, but he was good friends with one of the guys I dated. And one of that guy became a pastor. Mm -hmm. And I think the whole thing of that they used to be best friends. And this guy was so obviously gay. And now 
He posts lots of pictures of him and his friends playing volleyball without shirts on. And I write on the post, like, oh, my gosh, how come your girlfriends don't buy you new shirts? You don't have anything to wear. Um, But, yeah, he was asking me what I could tell him about being Wiccan. And I'm like, I'm not a Wiccan. Like, I, I, that's not what atheists are. And he was like, oh, you don't know? I'm like, no. I'm like, why would you think? And he's like, well, you're not a Christian anymore. I'm like, ah, that just opens a whole door. But at least with me growing up, that is so, exactly what I felt. Like anyone who wasn't a Christian, right? They're automatically into <laughs> some devil, Satanish, Rush album listening to Rush. type of you know situation. It's Led Zeppelin, not Rush. It's all of them. <laughs> Judas Priest, give me a break. What else could be more satanic? <laughs> Well, um, you haven't read this letter, but I did, and it is going to, I guess, dovetail with the whole satanic thing, and you'll tell more about that later. Yeah. Um, So so this is from somebody named Maggie, and she says, here's my story. Hi, guys. I've really been enjoying your podcast, which is crazy that anybody would actually say that. I just love it. (laughs) I'm so thank you, Maggie. Um, Just like my mother's story featured this week, I have more Catholic school shenanigans to Uh, share. I know who this is. Oh, good. Um, Yeah. So she says, when I was in third grade, I went to a bougie Catholic school in Kentucky, (laughs) as bougie as Kentucky gets. Although I didn't understand it at the time, many of the leaders of the school had a stick up their ass. <laughs> Each Wednesday, we would have in-school mass and snack time just before the mass. I started to feel sick during snack time and got the chills. I remember being so cold that I got my pink fleece out of my locker to wear, despite Aww. it being out of dress code. That Did cold. you get it from Justice? Did it have? She's not that. She's not that young. In, yeah, <laughs> um, I don't think. I'm trying to do the math on the fly here. Um, she That's says, "Not our podcast." Yeah. <laughs> she says, "Despite the chills, I still had the strength to eat my snack of Cheetos and go to mass. <laughs> I even went through with receiving communion, the body and blood of Christ." I had hmm. not yet developed the skill to listen to my body in knowing if I was about to throw up. During the service, I got sick and threw up a mixture of the body of Christ and Cheetos (laughs) onto my hymnal. Oh, no. I've seen shows that link throwing up the body of Christ with being possessed by Satan. Oh, that. uh Yeah. I got to tell you. Okay. Although I was not accused of this. Thank God. Um, My teacher escorted me out of the service to see the school nurse. Okay, keep in mind, she was in third grade, so that's like, what, eight years old? Yeah. Yeah. Um, She says, later I found out that since the body of Christ was in my barf, they had to dispose of it in the proper way that they Uh, normally dispose of old communion. uh, (laughs) Oh. What was that? 
The body of Christ is not to be mixed with other trash or sewage. It must be disposed of purely. Initially, my teacher believed she would need to go outside and bury the remains of my barf <gasps> in the ground. <laughs> like placenta. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah. Uh, she was probably relieved to find out that there is a special sink that existed in the school that the what? leftover bread or wine could be poured into, and that would be separate from the other sewage. I still need to look what? into this. Wow. <laughs> Nonetheless. Those Catholics. God. <laughs> They're so much more organized than we were. Um, That's right. Like I'm, Ours were I'm like, sure. here, here's some, uh, you know... Yeah, here's your juice. Matzah it bread. It was be, like matzah. Right. Here, we're going to yeah, crunch up this matzah cheap. and give you some grape juice. You drink it, cheat it. Oh, yeah. well. We'll do it whenever we remember. <laughs> right. Whenever the budget <laughs> allows. But I'm wondering if um, if Catholicism now is actually started by a plumber. Because <laughs> you're selling at least one extra sink. Oh, just wait. To every church. Oh, no, there's more. Okay. But finishing with her uh, letter, it says, um, my third grade teacher did carefully scrape my barf of oh, Cheetos God. and Jesus into a special yeah. sink. What was done to the hymnal? I have no idea. I haven't attended yeah. Catholic school in around 15 years, <laughs> but have a distinctly Catholic feeling every time I eat Cheetos. Oh, that's so wild. <laughs> and wild that you say Cheetos. Um, I appreciate all the laughs I've gotten from your show and can relate so much to all of it. Best, Maggie. Oh, uh, so sweet. Thank you, Maggie. I really need someone who is crafty to either crafty. sew or color or paint or something. Um, Cheetos and Jesus. <laughs> we need that on something. And if you get a a tattoo that says Cheetos and Jesus. We will even mention you, but not by name. You're not there the yet. <laughs> wow. I love that. I, oh, I love that so there was gross. there was the possibility that she could have been considered possessed by Satan. Yeah. So when I was a missionary, that was a big thing. So if someone you're praying for starts to cough... What? That is, I know, that is a demon trying to come out. And so the person oh. praying for them will say, cough it up, cough it no. up. Oh, yeah. So my husband and I even joke these days, like if something happens, you know, and I choke, he's like, cough it up. Um, oh, my God. Then, there's a guy in my office then who is completely possessed oh, by right. Satan. <laughs> I timed it the other day, two times a minute. <clears throat> Won't tell what you call No. Them. I'll oh, get in well, trouble. See, nope. You already gave away. Okay. You're I know, but, I, but I'll get in trouble. Whatever. Okay. Um, so, the, uh, so, of course, this caused me to Google, what is the proper way of disposing communion excess? And then, and? so I found some stuff. Oh. Well, I was going to say, while you're looking that up, the... So, yeah, coughing, and then, um, yeah, we're told when we were doing different trainings, like, throwing up can be a part of them getting the demon out. 
back. I just yep. need to say, uh, first of all, you and I have been incognito due to careers. At this point, people don't really know who we are. And I have not told anyone. Um, Facebook friends, regular friends. There's only about five people who know, and one of them is the woman who we just read the letter of. She's a young lady. She's all cute and young. Yeah. Um, and her mother is the one who had the letter about having to <laughs> wash someone's feet. feet. <laughs> so these people <laughs> have had a lot of disgusting situations here. But the thing about throwing up and then there being a proper way to dispose of it, I didn't even know well, for the longest time you know, that alcoholism and drinking alcohol in the Catholic church stems back to if any wine is left over, they can't pour it out. Yeah. Well, wait, the priests and the nuns just, well, are you, are you ready for the research? I am on the edge of my pew. (laughs) There is on a blog. It's called ask the pastor. (laughs) so okay so mind you this is a post from 11 years ago but still it's about catholicism so it doesn't expire god's the same today (laughs) yesterday and forevermore go ahead so um uh, a question that somebody had is what is the proper way of disposing of the wine from the cup after holy communion now they in the catholic (laughs) the catholic in the catholic church apparently drink from the same cup and it's like one person sips, the next person sips, and, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, vaccinate. Yep. So, that was just a PSA in Vaccinate. Um, so the pastor says, you know, thanks for your interest. Uh, when the Lord's Supper is regularly celebrated, disposal of quote-unquote leftovers can be a they major do. concern. Oh, yeah. And this is especially true in churches that understand Christ's words. This is my body. This is my blood. To mean that in some mysterious God-caused manner, the body and blood of Christ are really and actually present. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it Transfiguration. says... Transfiguration. Yeah, that word. Really? Um, so then it says, even among those who view communion as strictly a memorial, the solemnity of the circumstances makes them leery of merely dumping wine down the drain. So it talks about using individual cups and versus, uh, you know, a pitcher and a, a chalice. chalice. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it says, we don't want to pour back what's been passed from mouth to mouth in the congregation. No, we don't. Um, but they also don't want to dump it down the drain to mingle with the sewage. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yes. So some congregations oh. have a cultivated area outside the building, like a garden or a row of shrubbery. And it's a special place for receiving the remnants of the supper. So they'll pour the wine in there, maybe even with a prayer of thanks to the Lord um, who gives himself in the Eucharist. Some churches even go further and have a direct pipe from the church into the ground. I might have heard yeah, of that. Yeah, that sounds like hers. It's called a piscina. Um, so nothing but the remaining communion wine or baptismal water is poured into it. Um, 
So he says that in his mind, the best alternative has the pastor and any communion assistants waiting till after the service, then drinking what remains. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then they talk about the consecrated bread. And um, (laughs) so then, then I started looking up all sorts of things and there's apparently you know we're not supposed to look <laughs> intelligent on this podcast so then there, there are whole articles about how communion wafers uh that there's this one company who kind of has a corner on that market <laughs> because the nuns used to make them but then it got to be oh. a big to do and then right. there's an altar breads company and it says they're squeezing nuns out of the sacramental wafer game Oh, no. <laughs> I know. I just love that. That's bad. I know. I, I mean, hate it and I love it. it. They've already been squeezed out of actually any um, paying positions or, or anything like that. So, yeah, and respect. So great. Yeah. Just squish them out of that. <laughs> the wafer <laughs> monopoly. And then, um, okay, but then I have a funny story for you, but. Say some other stuff so I don't just keep hogging <laughs> the whole thing. No, no. You can go ahead and do that. So speaking of the communion, there was this pastor, and he had retired after 30 years. Everything was smooth with the transition. Um, but then he had a meeting with the people who represented the parishioners. And they said, well, there's just one thing we would like you to do differently. The previous pastor who had been here for 30 years, this is to the new pastor. I don't know if it's a pastor either. Maybe it's a priest. Um, So they said before he would give communion, he would go up to the radiator in the church and place his hands over it very solemnly and then proceed to bless the bread. And... um, And the guy was like, well, I guess it really can't hurt, but I don't know why I would do this. But he did it anyway, Mm -hmm. just to make everybody happy. So then it turns out they asked the old pastor why he had done that. And he goes, oh, and he cracked up and said, because when I would walk across to get the bread blessed, I would make static electricity. But if I touch the radiator, (laughs) it would ground him first. (laughs) It would ground him. So he's like, that was nothing other than me not wanting to. That's exactly how traditions get started, though. Like, there is no rhyme or reason. And then the next thing you know, you're spinning around three times and saying words just because someone, (laughs) yeah, else did it. Uh huh. Yep. Oh, that's great. I love that, though. Well, speaking of priests, when I was in. I don't know if I, I, I'm having a feeling I was in junior high, maybe ninth grade. All the talk was about this. um, He used to be a Christian comedian, which one is a thing Uh, and two is not funny. And I know. He's an oxymoron. um, And he. Oh, that's mean. I take that back. Why take it back? You have something now to say at the end. Uh, I don't. I haven't you can heard say it at his the end stuff. Of the podcast with the "Don't be an asshole," and you can be like, "I know what I did bad this week," and then you've got it right here. You just clip. <laughs> I'll cut and paste, edit it in. Um, so this guy um, had quote jokes or something. I don't know, but 
his testimony was actually that he used to be a, a high priest with the Satanist church. And his name was Mike Warnke. He came out with a book in like 72 called The Satan Seller, and it sold millions of copies. And he, you know, I heard his name on the wind at church a lot, especially youth group, because we're the ones that are obsessed with, you know, the Mikey from the Life Cereal Box who got killed by Pop Rocks, um, <laughs> spontaneous combustion, any urban legend or thing we things we read about and um yeah, because we couldn't exactly. just Google stuff. We had to hear it so from one another. would get talked about and all that. And so Mike Warnke was one. Well, he was coming through South Florida, and I went with a group, I guess, to go see him. And I assume I would be wearing, because I need to paint the picture. I liked guys then. They they did not reciprocate, but I'm sure I tried to clean myself up a little. So I was probably wearing a red eyesod, <laughs> which clashed with my red hair, but mm. there weren't too many colors back then. And um, some mom jeans, uh, a super tightened <laughs> belt, maybe some bass shoes. Our jeans also had pinstripes on well, them, that, if you It recall. wasn't that dressy of an affair. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I remember those. And this is, this is, pleats. Yeah, pleats. This would be pre <laughs> acid wash. That hasn't come in. That's going to come in in the yeah, next day or two, but yet. not yet. So I'm sure I was sitting by myself somewhere. I picture it like a gym. So, but I'm not sure because sometimes we went down to Fort Lauderdale or whatever, like there'd be the First Baptist Church or other Baptist churches down there that were doing something, and we'd go participate. But went. I liked those kids. They were oh, worldly. See? I don't even know if I talked to any of those. But <laughs> I'm sure I was sitting by myself and really excited to hear this guy talk because I was obsessed with um, different stories of what was going on in the world that was evil and not in a goth way and I am scared shitless 24 seven. I need to know everything there is to know to calm myself down. So I go and out comes Mike Warnke and you've never seen such a schlub like this guy. See, no, don't make me feel bad for saying that. This guy, had he is every stoner in every parking lot of high school that looks 35 when they're not. He had, right. um, he right. was round at the belly, but then, you know, like thinner at the bottom end at the top. At the belly. And he had... Okay. Um, you know, he'd put a, a belt around there just to give you a general, to help the, right, Location. Help the viewer give <laughs> some oh, perspective. Okay. And then, but um, his hair was in a long mullet and he had one dangly earring. So it oh, was sure. that early 80s, um, I have an old beat up Camaro look, you know, and 
So I'm like, okay, this is what I'm getting. That's fine. Uh, Or was it, was it, was it, mm, go ahead. No, never mind. Was it like, like a notch below porn star? He did. He really, yeah. He looked like Ron Jeremy a lot. That's that's what I was getting at. Um, And if you haven't Googled who that is, probably don't unless you have some good (laughs) good parental blockers on your own computer. (laughs) Or firewalls. Um, But Ron Jeremy was this porno guy with a long ding dong, but did not look like anyone, (laughs) anyone, you know, would look at and go like, ooh. Um, So that's what this guy looked like. I'm sorry, I'm still on the exhale from Ding Dong <laughs> from a 51-year-old. Well, I didn't want to say anything of a kid that would make okay. Maggie blush. So, that's a letter writer. So, um, oh. <laughs> I was like, the kid on the set one. So, uh, yeah, it, he came out and he started talking. And, I mean, I was blown away. So, uh, Mike Warnke... Got into drugs, no shocker, because that's where his whole look then decided to just camp out. Um, and <laughs> he got in with the wrong right. cat crowd. Uh, and then before he knew it, like some friends were like, let's go here into this dark basement where people hang out uh, or whatever it was. And what? before long, okay. he started belonging to the satanic church and he worked his way up into satanic high priest black robe the the guys started talking about that there are animal sacrifices and drinking Mm. of blood and you know he was really telling about how he was really scared at first but then you do feel this change in power And you have this secret, sort of, too, because it's this underground religion more so than, um, at least in the South, where you have to stay underground if you don't go to church. Um, This is even worse because, yeah, people know them as, well, animal sacrificing people. And it got really (sighs) scary because... they talked about how there are some places where people actually like keep babies and kids in cages for what? sacrifices and that the FBI knows about that this and that there was a house in Atlanta that they had been scoping out and surveying and they knew that there were some cages in there and maybe some kids. And then by the time they busted him and went in, it was all cleared out because they have such connections from city to city. And this was before sex trafficking was a known thing. So you're going. Yeah. I was like, I don't think so, but. No, like we didn't uh, know about and it. And I mean, that's not saying much because I knew nothing about nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. that's what I meant. So <laughs> that's not I saying much. Yeah. And so I'm listening to this guy and then I bought, he had some like comedy albums. Oh, 
I can't even remember the names of them, but I think I bought one or two. And once you know someone is a satanic high priest and they've become a Christian and they're going all around telling church youth groups and anyone else, this is what to look out for. This is what's going on in the world. Then their comedy uh, albums become funnier because you sort of are -hmm. like, well, this guy is really great. You know, like he's doing so much. So I got really into the guy for a long time. Okay, so let me name, let me tell you a few album comedy album names. You've got um, mm-hmm. Jester in the King's Court. You've got mm-hmm. uh, that just means goofball yep. at church. You've got uh, stuff happens. That's a good one. Oh, (laughs) ready? Totally weird. Yep. You've got out of my mind. (laughs) Full speed ahead. Okay. Hey, Doc. Ooh, that's an eight track. Um, Wait, full speed ahead. Isn't that like an REO Speedwagon album? Positive that there was no confusion (laughs) of when one went to buy. Uh, But anyway, this guy became so well known, so popular Mm -hmm. that Tennessee named a day after him. You know how you would get sure. an official day. I had that. And he sold millions of books. Um, and it wasn't until, uh, I guess, the Internet. I guess the Internet. I probably think it's about <laughs> 2000 till I found mm-hmm. out Total Liar. He was not a satanic priest. What? He was never a Satanist. He was totally disproven. All those things he said. Finally, the world caught up with him where we had investigative journalists. He got popular enough that someone's like, let me research this for an article I'm going to write. And was like, hello, Satanist church. Can you please tell, you know, Mm -hmm. like dead end. No one had ever heard of him. He had lied through the whole thing. And are they very organized? The Satanist church. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, well. I don't know, but I mean, uh, I can't remember what the article <laughs> I was. I just like, so you I just like thinking of, who is organized, just, who is organized. No, but I just like thinking <laughs> that like, oh, so what do you do, Mrs. Mrs. Harnes? Like, uh, I'm the church secretary for the Church of Satan. <laughs> okay. I have a feeling, exactly. I have a feeling a few people might be outspoken like that, but I have a feeling... Yeah, the rest of it is pretty shady. But uh, so, yeah, he there was they couldn't find anything. And he had said a few things that were easy to look up, I think, mm-hmm. um, by journalists and, and nothing panned out. Of course, that all came out. People were pissed and. He is a kind. He was like, no, no, it is true. Now, I know you might not believe it. So he keeps pressing on. Well, I decided to look him up uh, about six months ago. 
Dan the Feet doesn't still have like MikeWernke.com. Sure. I think if you're caught in a huge lie, just, but this is the interesting thing about Christians. Like you get two routes. You get to deny and people will be like, well, he's such a good guy and he's done such great things. If he says confirmation it's bias. not true, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to believe right. it. Just like, like, um, a certain president, which we now have, who's like, oh, I asked Putin. He said no. <laughs> He's a good guy. He said I he didn't him. do it, and I say I believe That's it. That's right. Oh. That's right. That's all you need to know, FBI. <laughs> Put away those pins and secret recordings. Um, You're alienating being... our base, Karen. <laughs> I know. Okay. Maggie and your mother, <laughs> please don't stop listening. Um, but then... So, or the second thing you can do besides denying is say, I'm so sorry, please pray for me. And you get forgiveness and you get to stay in there. Well, he's sort of done the thing where his website is cleared out of any, (laughs) any mention of the affirmation, aforementioned huge selling book. Wow. He's uh, married for the third time, and now this wife and he have a new ministry, um, and they probably should get a new web designer, too. You know, it's it's sort of a little—it uh, looks like it was made in the 80s, and the very first landing page— has a uh, buy our CD for right, 25 right. bucks. But that's the same thing with um, people who scam people. It's, it's, it, and it's like yep. Don Draper said, you, you will have no idea how much this did not exist. And it was easy back then, but it's still easy now. Yeah. And I can't believe that he would have any followers or anyone who would be into him now. Of course but I he guess would. he, I yeah. know, I guess he does. Uh, but I felt, I mean, to get on a serious note with it, because that started putting me into Satan is real on mm-hmm. earth and Satan does things um, and Satan wants to discredit and to do things to me that would take my eyes off Jesus or, or whatever it is. I was always looking out for different things. And as I went to charismatic churches where you felt that Jesus and Satan are up there with swords fighting over your soul every day, I feel that it led to some of my anxiety that I have now because I used to really visualize like demons and Satan and Jesus and it really I'm laughing at you with love no laughing I mean it was a really (laughs) difficult thing that I had to get through well I still have it I mean Colin was with me through a lot of it my family but then I started seeing that a lot of other people have been saying the same thing. And it's what they mean by church trauma, because your mind gets programmed into believing things that aren't there or that are out to get you or other things. So it's telling you to be paranoid and it's, you know, giving you these images that there are babies in cages somewhere, 
you know, um, all these things. But when you said, when you said sword fighting, don't you think, okay, hello, that's Star Wars. This is pre-Star Wars. It's the the force. Here's the here's the dark side. It wasn't pre-Star Wars. Star Wars was 1977. Well, I mean, it's all the same. Like in the Bible, it talks about, um, it uses a lot of the imagery and it talks about the breastplate of righteousness and the sword and that Jesus came with the sword. So all of these things are super um, violent images that then they put to make Jesus look strong and Satan to look scary and... The next thing you know, like you're on your hands and knees crying and praying, you know, Jesus keeps Satan away from me and all that. And I mean, that fucks some people up. Yeah, so Mark Warnke was a total fraud, and he still is. He's still trying to milk people of money. I think he lives near you. Yeah, he he definitely does. Have you looked him up? A little bit. Well, now, if you look at his images, you can see what I mean, that it's sort of, oh, he has MikeWorkyHe.org, because he's someone. <laughs> he's an org. That's right. But um, he used to have his picture on the main page, and it was definitely a little bit uh when I Googled fuzzy. it, that's how I knew. Yeah, the, there's a fuzzy page. There's a fuzzy picture on the um a Wikipedia page. But when I Googled him, that's where I was like, wait a minute. He looks a lot like the Ron Jeremy. Totally. Long hair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, now look, he has a picture of him with like an Episcopal, um, collar or Catholic collar now. I don't know. A lot of them jump ship and try whatever they can, but I don't know. I think that's just a tie tucked into a sweater. <laughs> no, not that one. Okay. <laughs> There's another one where he has a specific, uh, oh, yeah, right. clergy collar. So who knows? <laughs> we don't know. We don't care. Mike Hornkey, you shafted a bunch <laughs> of people out of their money, their time, and you deserve terrible things. Um, now I want to go see, though, like how funny his stuff might really be. Yeah. I'm it can't sure. all be Jesus material. I think it is. Oh but my the gosh. fun thing is you can definitely um oh man, if I got a good I just found something <laughs> that has tons of pictures of him. Ooh, Are they gonna make me buy his they gonna make me buy his album or can't I just hear a tiny I'm snippet? sure there's some on YouTube. I just you need get a to second. research that up. Enjoy. <laughs> well, but, should we should we talk about um, what are we calling this whole uh, piece of the show? The segment is we segment. I think we're calling it now. Don't be an asshole. Okay. D B double A. That's yeah. it. Um. So I'm gonna go first and talk about how I was a jerk this week. Um, to me. It goes without saying. I saw what you just wrote on our note. And (laughs) I'm going to, I think that's part of what it should be. No. Um, Uh, So (laughs) let me just fill in our two listeners that are left now that we've um, ostracized everyone. I've written coyly because I don't want Bonnie to know what I'm thankful for this week. I wrote, I got, and I put a blank and 
she's filled in the word herpes there. <laughs> no, all, always funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so I was a jerk because I wrote that, yeah. and you didn't even see it before we started recording, which makes me oh. laugh. Oh. Um, and I was I was not being very genuine, but this week on somebody's Facebook page, um, he he made some really super uh mean comment about uh uh the the opposite party of what party he was in and yes, so we went to we to went Chad. to church <laughs> we went to church with this guy and so i said my reply was that's exactly what jesus would post <laughs> and guess Good. what he didn't say anything back and i was like you know what it was it can. was snarky and that's not real kind. Um, and I was being a dick, but but, but like, uh, but think about it. Like if I you know. if you run through what you post on Facebook through the "What would Jesus do?" machine, you wouldn't post something like that because it's being haughty. Especially and, what you're saying is this person is tearing down the other political party yeah. mainly because they're not the religious right, you know, backing. So he's coming from a, quote, religious Christian perspective. Yeah. Makes it all the more crazy. I know. Yep. And then I then I did it again to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. Then I did and it then, again. <laughs> yeah. And another person laughing the same way, like, ha-ha, like cackling at, you know, some kind of victory for their political party. Their team. I, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, I just don't think that this is what, you know, this, this, uh, um, Example isn't not of what they were saying, but the person in charge. I'm like, this guy is cruel, and he's not what Jesus taught us to be like. Yeah, and and he and he agreed. I'm like, well, then why are you, you know, being so, uh, you know, nanny nanny boo boo? We won because uh, it just makes me so sad. Well, um, again. Uh, that was not a good example of you being an asshole. That was a yeah, good example <laughs> of them being an asshole. Because I'll tell you this. we People who are trying to be loving and good and nice and kind are always the ones that are apologizing when we feel we've stepped out of line, even though other people are the ones that are being cruel. You know what I mean? And I do. And, it's and difficult. The- I know, but but I keep running everything through this like pretend. Uh, what would Jesus do? Bracelet, you know, <laughs> like what I do you replace it with now? If you don't totally think it's Jesus, I can't tell you. Okay, but you it's have, embarrassing. But you have an alternate. Yeah, I have okay. an alternate. Okay. Just saying if it was still And he's a Jesus. really good human on the face of the planet. <laughs> and I just wanted to make sure we didn't have to totally re. Figure out what our podcast is about. <laughs> like, uh, what would what would just a nice, kind person do? Right. Um, who is humble? It's Karen. And you know, no one <laughs> <laughs> plays tennis with his left hand. Oh no! I'm kidding. I know. Um, so, uh, but just uh, if you run everything through that, what would just uh, the kind thing to do be? Don't be an asshole. Yeah. Run it through that. Exactly. Yeah. Now, 
you and I, of course, have two different philosophies on life, but at the same time, it just seems like, even though I don't think the WWJD thing, I do just go like, oh, that didn't feel right, me saying that or me posting that. Or I think about it a bit and go, well, this is really sort of out there and pushing it, but I totally stand behind it. Like, I definitely at least have a thought process that I hope the ending is all about kindness. You know what I mean? Yep. Why? Me too. It seems so basic. I know, but we can't <sighs> be, and we can't be cruel to the people who are being jerks. So, because, uh, whatever. It, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. I might still and, be a little bit. <laughs> well, and I post, I, I write things and then I'm like, backspace, 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 <laughs> like, fuckers. Um, so, yeah, well, there I you do go. do like I wouldn't be opposed on Facebook me writing like if you believe that locking kids in internment camps away from their parents is at all the right thing to do. I that's ridiculous that it's a Christian. Like I'm fine right. to post that. I don't feel like a jerk doing that. Um but yeah, it is it's a difficult little thing to maneuver. And I'll tell you, everyone that I have hidden from our old Baptist days, it's all mm-hmm. because it's all men mm-hmm. and it's all men who are determined that they want to hear that they were right. Right. About whatever. Just. And they don't want to lose their power. Yeah. I know. Crazy. So okay, anyway. so you weren't an asshole there. So you better think of another one, like when you wrote well, that I have heard. I secretly was. Because <laughs> it made me really happy that okay. nobody responded to it and, like, you know, came after me. So you were right. So, well, mm-hmm. say what you will. Um, but I wasn't doing it from, I was doing it from a pretend place of like, but this isn't what we were taught in church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm confused. I'm confused. Um, um, so, there well, you go. Well, what about your good thing? Do you have one? Oh, my gosh. I got to tell you, the happiest thing that happened this week was uh, the the Miami Open the tennis that we have here in Miami, they moved it from Key Biscayne and it's at the Hard Rock Stadium now. And so before it used to be a whole ordeal where you go down and you had to park your car and get shuttled on to this one little artery and go on to an island. And, you know, once the match was over, you had to wait in line for a couple hours, maybe sometimes to get back on the shuttle. But this new venue is just so nice and calm and it made it so enjoyable. And I saw Roger Federer play for the first yeah, time. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. So well, your dad I, should be happy. I know. <laughs> oh, my dad, he loves the Fed. That's um, all I do is do shit to make your dad happy. <laughs> so do I, believe me. Um, so I enjoy hearing you talk about how it was difficult before to go... <laughs> Ferry onto an island. And wasn't even an island, I guess. Millionaires, bat tennis balls. (laughs) But uh, 
Did you know that Hard Rock Cafe was started by a guy who's in a cult? He gives a lot of money to it. What? We'll do, let's do an episode on cults because I know way too much. But yeah, yeah. The well, guy I will who also tell you. It's in a, like a, um, the Hard a yoga Rock Cafe. Cult. Yeah. A yoga cult. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's in like, uh, you know, gives a lot of money to him and all that. Hmm. I know. And and Jerry Seinfeld was there, so that made me really happy. Oh, that's yeah, good. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, so he's what into about transcendental you? meditation. And that is not anti Jesus. No, it's not. It's just something else. And it's not cultic and it's not anything. That's of that. right. But I sure believed it was back in the <laughs> Dear the God. Day. I know. Well, there's an idea for a show. Yeah. Um, Jerry so, Seinfeld. Good one. <laughs> We'll so it. how are you a jerk this week? I wasn't. So you mean how okay. <laughs> my don't be an asshole, my good thing? No, no. The thing that I did where I was a jerk and the thing that I did that I think was good are both the same thing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you can tell I was an English major. <laughs> It's called verisimilitude, where two things can be, yeah. Um, I got Botox. Where? That's not what you want to say. You want to <laughs> say, I can't believe. In town, well, I want it to be on your 11. In town. Yeah. Why? Because I want it, and I don't want to have an eyeball that gets, you know, screwed up <laughs> and have to go to meet people and admit what I've done. I want you to tell me it would be okay to do. Uh, it's not. No. Um, well, that is exactly what I did. So being – some people might be like, oh, that's, you know – that's vain. That's this. That's that. Where? But I wanted, yeah, in the 11. Really? The, right between the eye, the eyebrows. Yes. Because the good part of it, this is the other side of if it's vanity or not, is that I am not mad or frustrated. <laughs> and I look like I'm mad or frustrated. And then people interpret that differently. And then they approach me differently. That's right. Yep. And especially with my kids, like I want them to tell me what they're thinking of being when they grow up and not look at me going, she doesn't Why are like you that. Judging? She doesn't like it. Why are you judging <laughs> right. me? <laughs> right. When I'm like, no, I have no expression. Like this is flat. <laughs> so yeah, I went and I got it right in between my eyes and I cannot wait till one eye droops. A two inches below the other. I will. But no, it would. It would have keep... happened immediately. Oh, good. Why? Because they like hit a a vein or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think so. No. Oh, so, awesome. I have know. you noticed it helping? Yeah, it takes like a week for it to really kick it up. Um, but because I so think far. it has to freeze it long enough for you to stop making the. The, the bend in right, the flesh. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it takes like for it to fully take effect, it takes about <laughs> a week or something or maybe even more. But <sighs> the bottom line is I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I could get into a big, long discussion of, you know, plastic surgery and this and that. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it vanity? Is it, you know, I don't know. And uh, everyone has their own opinions. 
But as for me and my household, we will serve (laughs) my face. And that's That's what I did. Awesome. I know. I know. I will check in (laughs) next week when it's like. No, it would have already drooped this year. Because my yeah. But I remember even as uh, you know, as early as when I was like 19 or 20, somebody ran into me and said, oh, I saw you on the orbit bus today. That was a school bus at the university. Mm-hmm. And, um, but you looked really mad and I didn't want to talk to you. I'm like, right. no, that's just my face. Was it sunny outside? I was sweating. Of course. My God. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. And nope. we grew I up- have RBF like crazy. And I think yeah. that that should be something that they put on billboards. Like, uh, got RBF? We'll yeah. take care of it. I mean, how many do we pass that say, want to reverse your vasectomy? Oh, Which, yeah, or, or uh, do you need people? to freeze your fat? Oh, we didn't get that one yet. It hasn't gotten up here to Tennessee. But the vasectomy <laughs> one, I'm like, how many sure. people are just driving, see the billboard, and that is the first time they've ever thought, yes, I do want to And you know why? Because they have wife number two. Mm-hmm. Who needs to, you know, trick yes. them into having a baby and be supporting them for 18 years. That's right. She should just Botox her vagina. Interesting. Oh, I'm so jealous. And I'm so glad it wasn't for, you know, armpit sweat. Oh, like if it's medically paid for and they're like, hey, you've got this and that. I uh, Now that mm-hmm. I've done it, I'll be like, that's fine. Let's let's. Let's shoot some stuff up in there. I don't know where it is. I'll take it. I don't care if I'm lopsided or whatever. But yeah, it was painless. All I wanted is fine. It was painless? Yeah. I don't know what these wimps are talking about, but they're like, it hurts. I don't understand. What are they talking about that hurts? Hmm. A needle prick? Maybe that's... Because you don't feel it going in. I don't know. Maybe you have got really thick balls of skin wrinkles. Or maybe. Maybe it wasn't Botox they put in. Oh, it was a placebo. You know about those people who, like, got cement injections in their asses? (laughs) I I don't, and I'm glad I don't. Oh, no. There's, like, lawsuits because they have cement butts now. Like, real ones. Okay. I know. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Google that after you Google my corn king. All right. I just want to, yeah, not look um, angry when I'm not, and that's it. I am. And you know what? You've been saying that to me for years. And I mean, my dad has always had that, so I just inherited it. Um, But I don't want people to realize I'm judging them. (laughs) I want it to just be... You know, totally like, isn't she nice? <laughs> I'm going to be like, what would Karen do next time I post on Facebook? All right. she's so sweet looking. I will, I will make that my bracelet for next time. That's right. So there that's you go. about it. I know. It's been a great episode. That's it's it. It's only lasted five hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good, we'll good to talk to you. next week. You too. Okay. Good night. Bye. Bye. Click. Oh, <laughs>